Psalm chapter 4. The psalmist writes, Answer me when I call. Oh, I've got to turn that on. Answer me when I call, O, o God of my righteousness. You've given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for Himself. The Lord hears when I call to Him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your heart, in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace I will both lay, lie down and sleep. For You alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Let's pray together. God, we're coming before You now. We're asking You to, uh, to awaken us to the power and authority of Your Word. God, to, to who You truly are. We ask that through just what only You can do, that You would speak to hearts and minds and that You would, uh, would just help us to experience You in such a way that we have an open and honest relationship with You just like we see the psalmist have. That God, we are people who share our hearts and our minds and our souls with You. And even in the midst of our deepest struggles, we trust You. We believe in You, and we have placed all of our hope in You. So help us today as we study Your Word together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated and keep your Bible open there to Psalm chapter 4. And you'll see in our sermon notes today, we're going to go through that psalm together. And so it starts off with that phrase, Answer me when I call. God of my righteousness. And what a powerful phrase. There's going to be times for each one of us as believers where we're going to go through a dark time. We're going to go through a troubling time. And it may sometimes be a long period of time where it feels like we don't have an answer from God. And there may be many reasons that God allows for us to go through that time. But of course... One of the main reasons would be to truly test is our trust in Him? Is our hope in Him? Is our belief in Him steadfast? And so it's obvious that this being attributed to David was going through uh, a difficult time. Uh, a, a time where he, even his own son may have been rebelling against him. And so he's asking God to answer. Answer me when I call. Oh God of my righteousness. Sometimes today with cell phones and everything, we're so blessed that we can call somebody and we expect an answer. They should have that phone with them at all times. It should be on and they should, if I call, they ought to answer me. And do you ever get frustrated when people don't answer? What's wrong with this person? 
Why don't they have their phone? Why aren't they answering? Why haven't they responded to my text? And, and, uh, and people really start to have anxiety over things like that. Why, is, why aren't they answering? Why didn't they text me back? Maybe they don't like me. Maybe uh, I made them mad. Or, or we start to... Uh, and none of that's true. Uh, we, we've got to be careful in those moments where there seems to be no answer. When there seems to be no answer from God, what do we do? What do we turn to? And so we kind of can see a thread throughout this psalm. Uh, first of all, what does the psalmist do when it seems like God isn't answering him? He looks up. So in your blank there, write that word. Look up. He says, O oh God of my righteousness. He is directly, he knows his righteousness comes from the God of heaven, the one true God of the nation of Israel. And he turns to God and he looks up. And then he also looks back. You have given me relief when I was in distress. So he doesn't look back to his own accomplishments or his own sin or whatever else, his failures. He looks to God. God, you've, you've delivered me in the past. You've came through. You are a God of righteousness. You are a God that comes through. So he looks up. He looks back. And then he also leans into the grace and mercy of God. He leans on God and he says, be gracious to me. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. And so he leans on the strength of God, the power of God. He looks up, he looks back, and he leans. And those are things that we've got to continuously be doing at all times, but especially when you're going through a struggle, a difficult time where you feel like God's not answering you the way you want Him to. Maybe that's part of it, uh, is we're in the way, and it's the, God has answered us sometimes, but it wasn't the way we wanted. So we keep, we keep coming back to Him. But whatever the case is, we as believers, if we want to grow in our faith and mature in our faith, we've got to keep looking up. We've got to keep looking back to God's faithfulness. What has He done in the past? How has He come through in the Word of God, in the stories of the Bible? How has He come through in my own life? And I've got to remember that and hold fast. And then when I can't understand it, and when I can't grasp what's going on, lean on Him as a God of mercy and grace. Even if I don't feel like He's being merciful to me at the time, I know He is a God of mercy and grace. And so instead of leaning on how I feel, I lean on the truth of who God is. He is a gracious and merciful God. And then in verse 2, we need to lament. When there seems to be no answer, we need to lament and share our heart with God. He laments here. And that means that he just shares that struggle. How long, O people, O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? And so he's being attacked by people, and so he's lamenting. I'm struggling here. 
How long is this going to go on? How long are these people going to be deceived and turned against me? And he's sharing that struggle in the midst of this prayer with God. And that's okay to do. You don't always have to put on a happy face with God and say, God, I'm just I'm smiling and even though inside you're struggling and you're sad and you're heartbroken or you're impatient or whatever the case may be, be honest and open with God. Share your struggle with Him in a respectful and God-honoring way. But share that lament. Keep doing that with God. God, I feel like You're not answering me. Or maybe, God, I don't like that answer. Help me to deal with that. Sometimes, you know, just like a kid, they don't like it when you tell them they can't have any more candy or whatever else. And they have to learn how to deal with that. And that's how we are at times. We've got to say, God, help me to deal with this. I don't like this. And yet, I've got to trust in You. And I've got to hold fast to You. So we've got to share that lament with God And then in verse 3 it says, But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for Himself. The Lord hears when I call to Him. So he's looking back again. He's trusting in God. He knows who God is. He knows what God has done. That God takes care of His people. Takes care of Him. And God has answered Him in the past. And so again, he's looking back. And then in verse 4, Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts and on your own beds and be silent. So again, in verse 4, he's leaning on God. He's leaning and trusting in God again. He's saying, Don't give in to that anger. Don't give in to that sinful anger that gets impatient when people have turned against you and people have failed you and people have broken your heart or your world has fallen apart due to whatever it might be. Anything that we put our trust in that is not based in in, in our eternal God is going to fail us at some point in time. And it's going to cause us to have emotions and sometimes those emotions are anger. And anger can be a righteous anger. It can be like Jesus cleansing the temple we talked about in Sunday school today. That was a righteous anger. It was right for Him to do that. But if we're not careful, our anger, which is often a sinful anger, can cause us to sin. And so even in the midst of deep feelings, great struggles, We've got to lean on the understanding that God provides. Put our trust in Him and say, God, this is how I feel, but I'm going to trust You. I want to be vengeful or I want to take matters into my own hands and try to fix this now, but instead, I'm going to trust in You. I'm going to put my hope in You. And then, verse 5, offer right sacrifices and put your trust in God. When there seems to be no answer, we've got to lead by faithful obedience. We've got to keep being faithful. 
people are watching you. If you say, I'm a believer and I follow Jesus Christ and there's any truth to that, people watch. They're paying attention and they need to see that you keep leading and following Jesus Christ. As you follow Jesus, other people are following what you're doing. You're a leader. God is using you, so keep offering right sacrifices. So in the Old Testament, that would have meant for them to, uh, to keep going to the temple, to keep doing the things, keeping the Sabbath and doing all those things. As believers, it means that we stay right with our relationship with God. We keep fellowshipping together. We keep loving one another. We keep putting God first in our life and keeping our trust in Jesus Christ day by day. We keep on sharing the gospel with people even in the midst of hardship, even when there seems to be no answer or we're in that time of, of hardship and struggle. We've got to keep leading by being faithful to God, being faithful to Him, putting our trust in the Lord. And then verse 6, there are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. Lift up the light of your face upon us. No matter what people are saying, no matter what's going on, live in the light of God's Word. When there seems to be no answer, live in the light of God's Word. That's what, it, that's what the Bible is all about. That's why it's so crucial that we let the light of God's Word shine upon us. If His Word is hidden in your heart, you won't sin against Him. Because the truth of God's Word is illuminating your path. Even in the darkness, you know where to step. You know where the landmines are. You know where the enemy's attacks are. You know where he set his traps because you have the light of God's Word. So live in that light, especially when you feel like there's no answer. Especially when you're in a time of darkness, you need the light of God's Word then more than ever. And then in verse 7, You have put more joy in my heart than when their grain and wine abound. So again, he's looking back. How important it is to remember what God has done. God is the one that puts eternal joy in our heart. Everlasting happiness. There is a fleeting pleasure in the world. And they may experience those fleeting pleasures we talked about in Psalm 1 about those bubblegum pleasures last for a little while, but then it's over. But God puts more joy in our hearts than when they have everything they could want. All the grain and all everything. The wine's abundant. Everything is flowing. But that won't last. That's all they have. God puts an everlasting joy. And so we've got to Hang on to that in the midst of that darkness when we feel like there is no answer. And then verse 8, he says, In peace I both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. In peace. So even in the midst, I know I've been there and you've been there, where you've got so many troubles you can't sleep. 
you've got so much anxiety and so much uh, worry and whatever else, nervousness maybe, that you just can't rest. Uh, and, and so we need to be in that place where we're trusting in Him. And we can leap into God's rest. We can leap into the rest of God. In the midst of this time, in, in this struggle in His life, He says in peace, I will both lie down and sleep. I will put it in God's hands. Stop taking it back. Trust Him with it. And, uh, and let my rest be in Him. And so I know sometimes in my life that hasn't meant that I can still go right to sleep, although that's what I wish for and hope for, but I can rest in prayer, just meditation, saying a Bible verse over and over again, or listening to worship music that's God-centered and letting my mind rest in Him. And eventually that does lead to a peaceful sleep. But whatever I've got to do is stay God-centered, God-focused, exalting Christ, and let that rest be in Him. I can't do this, God. I'm, it's out of control. I don't know where these emotions are coming from. And I don't know why I can't seem to find that be that place of rest and peace in You. But I'm leaning on You. I'm trusting in You. And we've got to stay there until that clear answer from God comes. Until that sense of peace comes. And so we've got to keep looking up. We've got to keep looking back. That's why it's so important to know those Old Testament stories, to know the Gospels especially. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what Jesus has done, who He is, what He said, how He lived, to know what God did for the apostles in Acts, and to know all the rest of the Bible, and especially Revelation. We know there's the victory, that God is victorious over darkness and evil. And so I've got to keep looking up, keep looking back, keep leaning, not on my own understanding, that's our greatest struggle is I want to fix it now and I want to take the matter into my own hands and you're going to make it worse. I don't know how many times I've taken something apart thinking I'm going to fix it and springs bounce and bolts get lost and I make it worse. And I'm on Amazon.com buying a new one because I messed it up. And that's we've got to lean not on your own understanding. Trust in God and then keep lamenting. You can let God know how frustrated you are and how hard it is. And that's okay. That's what prayer is. That's what a relationship with God is. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay. God's big enough to handle it. And so we've got to let Him know what we're feeling. And yet in the midst of that, we've got to keep leading in faithfulness trusting in Him, letting the faithfulness of Jesus lead us. We've got to keep living in the light of God's Word. And like you leap into a big comfortable bed, leap into the rest of God. Put it in His arms. Trust Him with whatever is going on. And know that He is and on the cross. Jesus said, It is finished.
Not, I need you to do this or I need you to do that to finish it. It is finished. Everything you and I do in obedience to God is icing on the cake because Jesus did it all on the cross. He finished the work for us and we've got to rest and trust in Him. And so as we close this service today with a time of invitation and we close our live stream, we always encourage you to think about that. Is God hearing your prayer? And the only prayer God's going to hear from us as sinners who are born into sin before we turn to Him is a prayer of repentance. If you haven't asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior and Lord, then that's where it's got to start. That's where a prayer life has to begin. We live in darkness and misery, and all we have is bubblegum pleasures until we trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And we make that covenant with Him. God, You're going to be number one in my life. No one else. You're going to be number one in my life because You have the way of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. Who else am I going to turn to? And you've got to decide that and believe that with all your heart and soul and mind and strength that Jesus Christ is Lord. God is not hearing your prayer until you turn to Him. Until you believe in Him. Satan has ways of making people think God has heard their prayers and that God is, is listening to them, and that God is blessing them with material things. But believe me, if it's not Christ-centered, and it's not leading you to a repentance that humbles your life before the cross and puts Jesus Christ number one in your life, it is not from the Lord. And so we encourage you today, if you want to know that God has heard and answered your prayer, pray in Jesus' name. Give your life to Jesus Christ today. Cry out to Him that simple prayer of salvation. Jesus, I believe You're Lord. I believe You died on the cross for my sin. I believe God raised You from the dead. And I believe You are alive and well today. And I invite You in. I repent of my sin. Enter into my life and save me. That's where a relationship with God starts. That's where we get right with God. And then from there, we move forward and we grow in the Lord. And, uh, and we keep looking up. We keep looking back, learning what God has done and learning what He's going to do in the future. We keep leaning on Him, not on our own understanding. We keep being faithful and living in the light of His Word and trusting and living in His rest let's pray together god as we close our service today and we close this live stream today and our message today god we need you to move answer answer the cries of our hearts today god if our cry is right and our heart is truly to know you and be saved from our sin we thank you you promised to answer that prayer God, that You draw near to those that are brokenhearted and humble in spirit. You will not turn away any sinner that truly wants to repent. But God, also, You won't be mocked. 
We will reap what we sow. And you're no fool. You're not going to fall for our tricks and our deception. And if our intentions aren't right, God, you're not going to hear those prayers. So I pray that you help us to search our hearts and to get right with you. To believe in Jesus Christ. To confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. To believe in our heart that God, you raised Jesus from the dead. And Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And not one person is going to come to God except through you. God, we pray against Satan lies that keep people in the dark. We pray against satanic lies that try to keep people thinking they're good enough to get to heaven. We pray against satanic lies that think you can go through the motions and, uh, and as long as you go through the motions at church, you can get to heaven. God, we pray for Christ-centered belief to fill every heart and mind here today, to hear it, to fill those that are listening. And God, if someone's lost today and living in darkness, give them courage today to stand up and publicly confess Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Move as we close this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together and sing this closing hymn.